0: Welcome to episode 43 of Teachers in Transition. I am Kitty Boynton of Teachers in Transition and Boynton Coaching, LLC. And this week we're going to be talking about a career transition strategy, but with a twist, because I am interviewing my new friend, Brittany Long, of Life After Teaching. And what I wanted to offer to listeners today and those who might be watching on YouTube is a little bit about what Brittany does, how she came to be doing the work that she's doing and how the work that she and I do have some synergy because not all of the clients that she works with would be interested in what I have to offer and vice versa. So we can help one another out by helping the teachers in our communities find the resources that best suit their needs. So Brittany... I'm going to just turn it over to you for a few minutes, and if you would, talk about what, what your background is as a teacher, and also a little bit about what led you to be doing what you're doing now, and then finally, and I'll just let you talk as long as you want to talk. Uh, I might interrupt with the question, but in general, I'm going to let you pretty much talk through uh, this episode, uh, finally, offer what resources you have to provide to teachers and how they can find you
1: okay, perfect um, well i'm really excited to be here with you and um, it's always nice to find kind of kindred spirits in all of this um, so I am a former teacher I taught for four years, um, and I always felt like teaching was something maybe I should do because it, it felt like it was in my blood. My uh, father was a teacher for thirty seven years my husband was a teacher. My uh, father-in-law was a teacher. It was just, I was surrounded by teachers. And so I felt like this makes sense. I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. And I always enjoyed helping people. And I thought teaching was really the only way to do that. And so that's kind of how that started for me. Um, so I as a teacher for four years, but two years into that, I had a cancer scare. And um, I remember sitting in the doctor's office and being told it was aggressive and genuinely not thinking I was going to be Alive within that next year. And I remember feeling so much regret and, and, you know, there was that fear and everything, but the, the overwhelming emotion that I felt was regret. And it wasn't because it wasn't because I had left things undone. It was because I had so much potential and I, I always pushed it off. I always said, you know, I'll get to it next year. I'll try it next year. Maybe when I have more time, maybe when I'm, you know, maybe when I'm on summer break. (laughs) Um, and I kept pushing it back because it seemed a little scary, but I regretted not doing it. I regretted not taking a risk on myself essentially. And, um, so walking out of the doctor's office that day, of course there was that fear, but more than anything, there was regret. And I decided if this is going to be my last year on earth, I'm not going to continue to live in regret. I'm going to figure out something else. And, um, I know that it's not teaching. And so it gave me this really huge moment of clarity that I don't think I would have otherwise had. Um, I I really think we're kind of put in situations sometimes that push us out of our comfort zone. And that really is exactly what happened to me. Um, And so I had to decide, am I okay with staying where I am? If if this is my last year on earth, am I okay with staying where I am? Or do I want something bigger and better um, and maybe more free than where I'm currently at? And so I had to get really real about that, and over the next two weeks, I did that. and And after those two weeks, I found out that my doctor was wrong. I didn't have cancer. It wasn't aggressive. It was, okay. it was just right. <laughs> such a blessing, but it that moment changed my life forever. And I'm so grateful, even though it was fairly traumatic, and I still, you know, <laughs> get really nervous going to doctors. I'm really, really thankful for it because it changes trajectory. And I think a lot of times people think it has to be that moment that, like, life or death sort of face your own mortality moment, but it doesn't have to be. It's, it's saying where I'm at isn't where I'm supposed to be anymore. And I felt it for a while. So what am I going to do next about it? And, and asking yourself those, what's my next step kind of questions. And so that's what I started doing. And I started with, um, an Etsy shop actually, no, before that I started doing MLM, um, multi-level marketing and I was really bad at it. <laughs> and, um, I, it just wasn't for me. It wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, but I tried it for a little bit and then from there, I tried doing photography because I, I've always enjoyed being creative. And so I thought, maybe that's my, my next thing. So I tried photography. It wasn't for me. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't something I really wanted to do for money. It was something I wanted to do more as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And then I tried um, an Etsy shop, and that was probably the most successful of all of them so far. But I realized, for me, it, it wasn't scalable. And um, it wasn't something, again, that I really enjoyed doing for money. I enjoyed doing it for friends. I enjoyed doing it for fun. But I didn't really enjoy doing it and getting paid for it, <laughs> which is not great if you're trying to find a new career. So um, I kept trying all these different things. So my next thing was graphic design. And then from there, I was able to fall into copywriting and email marketing and and um, uh, funnel building. And I love those things. And that's that's what I've landed on. And I feel like for the first time in my life, I feel like this is the thing that I am I am perfectly equipped for and perfectly fitted for. And it took a lot of effort and a lot of frustration and a lot of Googling and YouTubing and figuring things out. But, um, it was, it was something I never would have thought of before. I, I used to think that I was too dumb to learn tech, which I laugh about now. I, it's, it's so silly to think about now, but that's where my mindset was. As a teacher, I, I had this fixed mindset of these are the skills I have. This is what I'll be doing the rest of my life. And I felt so stuck. And I stayed stuck because I didn't think there was any other option. But once I started asking myself, how, how can I get out of this? How can I learn this? Everything changed for me. And so that's, that brings me to where I am today. And I I also help teachers, like you mentioned, I help teachers who want to leave teaching, start a side hustle or start a side hustle, make into a full-time hustle and then leave teaching, which is what I did. Um, I help teachers do that. And it's really cool to see how people like me that that didn't think their side hustle could turn anything, turn into anything more are now taking this side hustle and really making a full-time career out of it and making more than they did teaching and having more freedom. Um, I mean, if you had asked me 18 months ago, because <laughs> that's, that's how long I've been doing this, 18 months, that's it. Um, if you asked me 18 months ago if, if I thought this kind of life was possible for me, I would have said, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, but in, in eight months, we paid off 60K in debt. Um, we, I, my husband now works from home as well. He's a teacher. Now he works from home as well because I was making enough with my side hustle turn full-time hustle. Um, and life just looks completely different for us now. I, I mean, if I feel sick, I can stay home and work in bed if I want or not work at all for that day. And, and it's not a big deal. I don't have to turn in sub plans or anything. So, um, that brings me to where I am today. So, uh, Katie, do you have any questions?
0: I do. I, okay. So tell me a little bit about, you do the funnel work for other entrepreneurs, I'm assuming?
1: Yes, that's correct. So small to medium businesses. And then we're also teaching individuals who want to learn funnel building. Um, I think it's really fun. <laughs> so we teach them how to build funnels also. Um, and yeah, it's a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> okay. So as far as your work with teachers who are mm-hmm. looking for a side hustle, what does that look like? What, how does that shape up when they come to you?
1: So it depends a little bit on what they're looking for. Um, I have something called the next step roadmap and it really takes them. It's a 30. Well, <laughs> I say 30, but it's closer to 37 <laughs> steps um, that are just small, actionable steps that they can take to really get a direction because that's one of the biggest problems people have is they're like, I know I'm made for something more. I know I can do something more. I know I have that, I have that potential, like how I felt, but I don't know what to do with it or I don't know what that looks like. And so um, I, I help kind of break down for them. Here are your options. Here's some things that you need to think about. Here's some mindset issues that are holding you back. Um and we really walk through that process together for for those 37 steps. Um and so really that's what it looks like. It helps them kind of narrow down what they're looking for, what they'd be well suited for and helps them get to this point where they're like, "Wait a minute. I've always loved doing this. You mean I could figure out a way to actually do this and make money?" Uh like we have someone right now that loves making jewelry. And she was like, this was my, this would be like my deathbed wish. If I could do anything in the world, this is what it would be. But I have to wait till I'm retired. I have to wait till this, I have to wait till that. And I was like, no, if this is your deathbed wish, why are you waiting until your deathbed to do it? Why not go for it now? And so we've kind of helped her figure out a plan to do that. And she started doing it and she's already within the first like two weeks of us doing this, she's already making money making jewelry for people it's great awesome
0: and mm-hmm. now one of the email exchanges that we had was that you're not interested in teaching people how to find traditional jobs is that right right,
1: right. that's yeah and I know that's something you're really good at it's just not it's just not really in my right. wheelhouse and I'm not really interested in it because it's not something that's ever really interested in me is, is going back to right. another traditional job
0: so that's why I said that we're synergistically right and Inter- are interconnected because I do help people find traditional jobs where they need to write a resume and cover mm-hmm. letter and have linkedin and know how to interview that's not where where your focus is correct but now i did notice on your blog that you do some uh at least i, I saw one message at least about self care so mm-hmm. Uh, Do you also offer support in that area, or is that just something that you uh, write blog posts about periodically?
1: No, we do support in that area. Actually, right now we're doing a 30-day self-care for teachers challenge. Um, A few weeks ago, somebody in my life after teaching Facebook group, they said, you know, here's a self-care bingo, say all the ones that you've done. And so many of the teachers said, I haven't done any of those in years. Oh my goodness. I know. And I'm thinking, of course you guys are feeling burnt out and frustrated and tired because you're pouring from an empty Not glass. And so um, we started the self-care for teachers challenge and it's just one step they can take every day to care for themselves a little bit more. Um, on the first day of something super simple is just taking a minute to breathe. And so many of them were like, this helps so much, and I didn't think it would because it's only one minute. But they were they were noticing all the stress and tension that started to release mm-hmm. just from focusing on their breathing for one minute. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw
0: that. I saw that, and I thought that's another area that we cross over because I'm a certified stress management coach. Oh, wonderful! And I've written an ebook on stress management strategies, not mm-hmm. just for teachers, but for anybody who feels stressed out and stretched beyond their limits and overwhelmed with work life relationships or whatever. So that's another area that we have in common. Yeah. So how would people find you, Brittany, if they were interested in learning more about Maybe figuring out a side hustle for themselves, mm-hmm. or maybe they've already established uh, the idea for an online business, but now they need to know how to build that email list and the funnel. Mm-hmm. And they, need, they need your support for that. How would they find you?
1: Uh, there's four ways. It really depends on what avenue they like to go on. If it's on Instagram, it would be um, Life After Teaching League. If it's on website, it would be lifeafterteaching.com. Um, They can email me, Brittany, (laughs) B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, at lifeafterteaching.com or the Life After Teaching with Brittany and Zachary Long Facebook group. Any of those are are a great way to reach out to me. Okay. So um, what are
0: some of the things? You mentioned the one teacher who's wanting to do jewelry Mm -hmm. as her deathbed wish, and so Mm -hmm. she's building that. Um, Over the course of the last 18 months, I know you've probably – I can't talk specifically about a lot of your clients, but if you can give an example or two beyond the jewelry, what are some other ideas that some of your clients have picked up on and decided to, to go with?
1: Uh, so one of our teachers, their uh, current teacher, uh, they've always wanted to be a writer. They've always wanted to write books. They've always wanted to write for this one um, large film company, especially. And they said, but you know, that's, just, that's just not realistic. And so it's been really fun to kind of chisel away at what they think is possible for them. And so they've gone from not writing or editing really anything to starting their book to writing or to editing for a client and getting paid for it. And to start they're and they're starting to open up to the idea of maybe I could work for this, this company that is like my dream company to work for. Um, and that one's a little bit different because, like I said, I don't normally help mm-hmm. with other companies, but their focus really is on on writing their own books, on working with other clients um, and then being a freelancer for this other company. And so um, that's one to just getting their first editing client and getting paid for it was huge. It was oh, yeah. it was really cool to see how their perspective shifted from this is just not possible to oh my gosh this just happened and I'm getting paid for it.
0: Perfect. Well, um so, so uh, some of my clients like the idea of writing or pursuing some sort of talent that they have but they run into the same problem that I suspect your clients tend to run into at least at first. And that is, and you mentioned the mindset. Mm -hmm. So um, is part of what you do help people to expand their range of possibilities just by uh, undertaking the notion that it's not as their lives are not as limited as they perhaps think when they first come to you. Is that one of the things that you talk about?
1: Absolutely. Um, we talk about it a lot in the free Facebook group. We anytime somebody says, "Oh, I'd love to do this," but I say, yeah. "Okay, why don't you do that then? <laughs> what's your next step?" And so in that in that Facebook group, you'll see me constantly asking, "Okay, what's your next step? What's your next step?" And that's one of the biggest things that help kind of flip that switch when it comes to mindset with teachers uh, or with the teachers that I'm working with, it seems. And then with the next step roadmap, we we go heavily into mindset. The first about first week, it's just all mindset. And um, it's really interesting to see the shift that happens between the first week and the second week when they're chiseling away at these limiting beliefs that they didn't even know they had. Um, And I've experienced that myself. That was the same thing for me. I just thought it's not possible to work at home. It's not possible to do this. And then all of a sudden, I was doing it, and I was like, if that's possible, what else could be possible for me? Well,
0: and so, and that's again, we have found another area where we are very in tune with one another because I often implore my clients to be willing to play with possibilities, to be willing to dream big and not to worry about the practical how to make something happen at first, but to at least envision something bigger than they've got for themselves right now and pursue whether or not it's practical later. But for Mm -hmm. right now, just let yourself dream and consider all of the possibilities because I'm with you. Life is too short to limit yourself to one little chunk of the world when there's so much available for teachers and other professionals to um, use their talents, their gifts, their abilities in a way that can make the world a better place and a happier Absolutely. place for everybody concerned.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things that I tell um, my teachers a lot is I say, you know, what is possible is determined by what you have decided for yourself is possible. Yeah. And so if you want more to be possible, then just decide that more is possible and then Like you said, dream big first and then figure out how to get there later on.
0: Be willing. Suspend your disbelief and be willing to dream big for
1: for a a little while. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for being willing to um, be one of my guests. You're you're one of the few. I've only had a couple of guests up until this point. Uh, Normally, it's just me talking away about the topic of the day. So I'm really excited that you were willing and able to... Uh, join me today and um, I'll look forward to hearing from you that you've heard from some of the people who are listening in today so that's it go ahead
1: I was going to say thank you so much and I'm really looking forward to sending some of my my teacher friends and and teacher group that are like okay I want a new career over to you so it'll be it'll be really nice to have both of us for them
0: Will yes it will and we'll be supporting them yes That's it for today. Thank you for attending, listening in to Teachers in Transition or watching on the YouTube channel. As always, if you have comments or questions, please feel free to email me at kittyboytnot at gmail.com or reach out to Brittany so that she can help you dream big and consider what other possibilities are out there for you if your current job is no longer fulfilling and satisfying. Um, Please review and leave a comment on Teachers in Transition. That helps other people find the podcast. And until next week, thanks again and have a wonderful week. So there you have it, an episode of Teachers in Transition. I hope you enjoyed the information and I hope you'll plan to come back. Please subscribe to Teachers in Transition so that you can be alerted of future episodes. And let me know if you have any questions or topics that you would like me to specifically cover in a future episode. I'm more than happy to help with individual questions as well. So email me at kittyboytnot at boytnotcoaching.com. If you are interested in finding a new career or just enjoying your life more, this is the place to start. I'm Kitty Boynton and this is Teachers in Transition.